Fearscape Media Network, exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Coming to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown, your ghoulish hosts for an evening of terror. Stephen Gearhart and Lance Wayne, the Misters of the Dark. <laughs> Good evening, dear friends, and welcome to another episode of Misters of the Dark. I'm your head mister, Stefan Gearhart. I'm your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance Wayne. And as always, we are beaming directly to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown. Well, I hope you're settled in because we have a horrendous little number for you that is short. It's short. Uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, Lance, do you have any idea what the hell that sound is? Oh, yes. Allow me to explain. Do you remember how I recently went on holiday to that delightful little northeastern town called Innsmouth? Yes, without me. <laughs> well, that's neither here nor there. But while I was there, I came upon a street corner where a portly and scaly man was giving away his children. For free? Giving away his children? Yes, little tadpoles they were. So after last week's episode, I thought it was finally time for this man with no name to become a father with no name. <laughs> yeah, so I see. I'm afraid after just a few weeks, though, my little tadpole has become a large, gelatinous-sized creature of Lovecraftian proportions. <laughs> they grew up so fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all well and good, Lance, but I'm afraid we can't afford another mouth to feed. We're already running out of body parts from the last kill, and I haven't even jarred up all of the internal organs yet. One step ahead of you, Stefan. All week I've been leaving a trail of Popeye's chicken sandwiches that start from here to the village. Ooh, and? And they just so happen to attract the attention of a random sandwich-loving meathead that I've had locked in the basement all week. Wait. Brad McQuarrie from We What? That's great! But that's not the best part. I've also been forcing him to watch the same film on a loop in order to break his will so that he will become completely compliant to our every beck and call! Hmm. Oh no, you don't mean... <laughs> yes, killer clowns from outer space! Okay, bring him out, Lance. Go ahead and bring out Brad McQueary. You didn't get his wife, did you? No, I, I wanted to go for the real. Oh, okay. The real good. You know, that way when we kill him, uh, that, you know, at least Caitlin will be able to keep the YouTube channel we want going. So that's all that matters. So, hey, hey Brad, come on. Come on in. Come on in. <coughs> Listen here, you dirty sons of bitches. 
This is ridiculous. I don't. You said I just watch it. a movie. I didn't know I was going to be locked in here for three weeks. I love you it. You guys, chicken sandwiches, shut up. Yeah, well, the real, you know, the real kicker of all this is the fact that they weren't actually Popeye's chicken sandwiches, right? You guys just put wrappers around the chicken sandwiches we got in school. I was very upset. I was upset. Listen, we're, listen, listen, we may be serial killers, but we're not that evil. Yeah, okay. And, and okay, and do you know how expensive those things are? Okay, let me let me just tell you. I, I, okay, I, I, I sold some of my mother's insulin to get those sandwiches. Wow. Okay. You know, I um, sold some of my mother. Yeah. Um, guys, let me let me just take a step back here. I felt like I was being uh, aggressive. Yeah. I was being I was being uh, unappreciative. That was but just yeah. the shot caller. This opportunity. Yeah. The shot caller was a bit much, but that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Hey, I didn't even know you were here till five minutes ago, or we could have had lots of fun. See, that's. That's where your partner here needs to keep you in the loop. Mm-hmm. He, he did five minutes ago. We're good to go. <laughs> okay, Excuse good. me. Wonderful. Yeah. And uh, you got to watch one of uh, the best movies ever made in the entire Made of Made, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. On repeat. On repeat. I've only ever watched it once. Twice for me. I'm. Thank you're you. Luck, you're Thank a lucky you for this man. opportunity. Well, all right. So, like we, we said, you. you are our latest victim. I'm t- a guest. Yeah. On Contract the show. said guest. Yep, guest. It is French for victim. Some say, uh, but we wanted to talk about this movie, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And the reason we picked Killer Clowns from Outer Space, um, which you know, I, I know that back in the day we had talked about kidnapping you. So I'm kind of glad that Lance sprung this on me because. You have a history of being a wrestler, and one of our favorite wrestlers was Doink. Okay, I thought this was going a different direction, but I can't. No, no. (laughs) Doink the Clown, and then Clowns, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's an obvious connection there, Zilla. You guys have seen the photos of the clown I fought in Frankfort, Kentucky, right? We don't follow you. I don't know who you think you are. Okay. God, your scent, your your scent is all we care about. Well, that and that that in your YouTube show, that in your YouTube. Thanks. Show. Thanks. Well, I once fought a clown with a taser. Hey, did you know, Lance, that one time Brad yep. wrestled a clown with a taser? See, I did not. Here? Is that now? You know, you're not making this up. It's not like people that say, "Oh, I fought a bear once" and all that stuff, right? Well, we did fight a bear once. He was oh. a gay guy in the club. He was really hairy. Remember? So you're you're oh just taking my story and then retelling them to different people as if they've never heard them before. Well, yeah, because your life is a little bit more interesting than ours, so we have to twist <laughs> a little bit. And I we don't leave this place very often, besides to get wonderful people like you. Just Let's talk about movies with us. And you're just oh. a tasty guy. Okay. You know, I get so. it. I, I drink a lot of bourbon. It marinates the meat. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get talking about killer clowns from outer space. Killer clams from outer space. So let me tell you. I, I, so I originally saw this movie when I was a small child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this came out in uh, what year was it? 88? Mm-hmm. 
88, so I was... Back when uh, I was the baby with no name. Uh, you were the baby with no name, Lance Wayne. That's right. That's right. Um, Dad had not named you. Um, but the I saw this, and uh, it scared the ever-living jujubes out of me. Um, this, you know, most people say that it is the reason why they're scared of clowns. And I speak of the, the nineties one with Tim Curry. Uh, no, this movie, which came out years prior is what facilitated my fear of clowns who are nasty, stinky pieces of shit that need to die. <laughs> Don't include Pennywise in that man. He's a, he's a national treasure. He's an alien. Well, I guess yeah, these guys are, a, these are aliens too, I guess. Yeah, yeah outer space to kill. <laughs> but these ones actually Whatever. look like clowns. Pennywise you know, you know, one of the things that, before we even get into talking about this movie, is one of the things that I liked was a quote in the movie where they're trying to figure out where they come from and why they look like clowns. And they, here in 1988, they're pushing the ancient astronaut theory and saying that they showed up thousands of years ago and this is where we got our idea for clowns. And I'm like, so is this also where we got our idea for cotton candy? Is this also where we got <laughs> our idea for popcorn and everything? Just fucking uh, uh, carnivals in general, and so yeah, I guess so. I guess I guess that's the uh, that's that's the key there. And creatures being born from popcorn. <laughs> yes, uh, but like we said, this was uh, this came out in 1988. It is uh, some consider it science fiction, some consider it horror. I consider it a slashy. It's a science fiction horror, uh, and this was written, directed, and produced by the Chiodo brothers. Yeah, and like now, I mentioned, like yeah. I was speaking to you earlier, they actually did they did a whole bunch of stuff. Let me just read through here real quick. Wasn't they did? What's that? Isn't it what? Was it Team America? Isn't that one of the projects? Yeah, yeah, about? they okay. yeah, that's uh, Team America, uh, Critters. Oh, oh and yeah, also I knew Critters. Yeah, and also I I saw I I heard about this actually like a couple of months ago, but then when I found out we were going to watch this, I thought I'd bring it up. But you all know that immortal Halloween classic, Ernest Scared Stupid, right? Dude, still scares me. Yes, never seen it. Never. I don't well, know how it's to sad. That, it's I'm sad sorry. that you'll never have an opportunity to. Yeah. What do you? What do you well, mean? That's your loss, buddy. But uh, they no. did the effects for Ernest Scared Stupid, and they actually repainted two of the clowns from this film for that movie. Ah! I did not know that. That's, that's fantastic. Great. Well, the director—he's also a puppeteer, isn't he? Yeah, they—they they both were. Yeah. He did. He did the puppet. I think it was. Was it Chris? I'm trying to remember the names of them right now. The Chuddo brothers, yeah, yeah there's the like Chetto there's brothers. like fifty of them, right? But it was it was one in particular. I'm pretty sure it was um, no, it was Steven. It was Steven. He did the puppeteering for the Power Rangers movies. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. And what's Turbo. cool is they did huh. the big large Marge scene in Pee Wee's. Yeah, yeah, that, that was another. Which yeah. like speak, talk about another thing that scared the tar hooties out of me yeah, when I was uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was little. After, oh, I'll save it. I'll save it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this stars a bunch of people that you might have recognized from other B movies that you were wondering where you didn't recognize them from. Um, though, uh, the I, I I would say the biggest standout would be the sheriff, which is the uh, the dean from Animal House. Yeah, I thought. Okay, I mean, thank you. Yeah. I thought he was. 
They wanted Soupy Sales originally. John Vernon. John Vernon. That's his name. So no, they didn't want him. That, that, ignore that. They wanted Soupy Sales for something else. So yeah, his I voice was Sales. instantly familiar to me. Mooney's. Oh, and yeah, when, I, I like when I figured out why, I was like, I can't bring this up because Stefan's going to make fun of me. Probably. And Lance is going to get a good laugh. But like, I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to bring it up anyway. So in uh, the Insane Clown Posse's last Joker's Card album, there's a song where they use sound clips from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yep, yep. I that's was going to bring that it. up. That's really? so... The, that's where you recognize it. That's voice. where I recognized him from. I was like, Killer Clowns, huh? Holy... Hey, uh, I, so the line, the line I uh, recognize the most is the one uh, the sheriff says, the, well, what the goddamn to do? Yeah. <laughs> That that I don't know if you all know about them. Uh, you all know Wednesday Thirteen. Negative. Uh, nope. Murder Dolls. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he was the lead singer. But anyway, his original band was called Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet Thirteen, and they had a song called Whoopty the Goddamn to Do," and it started out. That's so funny. Oh, for sure. I mean, this this movie is, I mean, within the hierarchy of cult films. Oh, from yeah. the, I mean, this movie is is everything. It, it it is intentionally bad in a lot of ways. Um, you know, there's even uh, a quote um, that let me see if I can find it here. I think it's in. Give me a second here, because this is worth. This is worth the it's worth salt. The <laughs> it's right here is um, says okay. So John Massey, who returned the music master tapes to the studio, people in the accounting and the legal department completely dismissed Killer Clowns as being a complete failure that will die a quick death. So Masari responded very quickly. Well, you just don't get it, and there are people that will love this movie. <laughs> He was, <laughs> he was right. Absolutely and right. You said that you said uh, the guy who did the score for this said that? Uh John Massey. I think that is, yeah, the the guy that did the score. Because I Dude, actually wrote I actually killer. when I when I was taking notes on this film, killer I was like clowns. Oh shut up. <laughs> that was actually that was actually one of the uh things I jotted down was I really like the score to this. Yeah. Especially yeah. like the, the one for the clowns. But, you know, it's like, bam, 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 bam. oh yeah, and uh, you know this—it's it, the one thing that stands out. Which I—I'm I'm, going to tell you right now. First, no, I'm going to tell you right now. First of all, I love the soundtrack too, but mostly because it sounds like a Super Nintendo game soundtrack from start. To, <laughs> like, because it's yeah, like that yeah. early usage of like cheap synthesizers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, but I mean, it did. It got um, the only uh, like awards that this thing was ever up for was uh, like you know the music and stuff. I'm pretty sure. So. Well, well, and if we're gonna talk music, we gotta talk about that opening thing. Oh yeah. The, <laughs> oh yeah, and and the, the ending theme. I mean, it's like the, that's like the best part of the whole thing, man. So it's a uh, killer class from Yeah, by the Dickies. And they even like, 
uh, named their album after that. Yes. On there. Um, it's a great freaking song, man. It, I, like, I absolutely it. love it. And um, I'm sure at some point when we edit, I'll be playing it, uh, probably tag it onto the end. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's so, it's so freaking great. Um, but let's get into the movie a little bit. I want to quickly go over for those people that have not seen it. Spoiler alert. We're probably going to talk about some stuff. Damn. Oh, we're going to spoil the hell out of it. But let me tell you what this says. Uh, This is the only film to be written and directed by the Chiodo brothers. So even though they did a lot of sound effects and, I mean, special effects and all the things that they did, this is the only, like, official movie that they directed. Um, But the film is about a clan of evil aliens from an unknown region who all resemble circus clowns. They arrive on Earth and invade a small town in order to capture, kill, and harvest the human inhabitants to use as food. And uh, the fun part is is that when they capture humans, they wrap them in cotton candy. Um, Which, you know, you heard me say that, uh, Dad, when I was younger... I would always, anytime we would go to the circus, I would ask him to check my cotton candy for uh, body parts. So, which so how's how's that affected you in your adult life? Well, now <laughs> now I, now I have Lance check my body parts for cotton candy. Fair, fair. <laughs> I don't like it any more than you fucking do. So shut up. Yeah, um, but let's see here. Yeah, so. Uh, so this came out May set May 27th, 1988, uh, 88 minutes long, had a budget of $1.8 million, but uh, it, it, well, it's 88. I mean, it's from everything we we've read before on things. That's pretty standard, mm-hmm. you know, Hollywood budget, you know, for a, a horror movie in the eighties. Um, but it Especially ended up one like this. Yeah, they ended up getting a gross worldwide of forty-three million. So not too bad. I mean, they made. Not at all. Where did you find that at? uh, Found this on WorldwideBoxOffice.com. So domestically in America, they made fifteen million, uh, and then overseas was twenty-eight million. And put all that together, you get forty-three million six hundred twenty-five ninety-six dollars. So this wasn't a dud. No. Uh, well, <laughs> duds don't always mean it didn't make money because and to, and to be fair, because it became such a cult classic, the actors and stuff are still making royalties off this movie. Oh like, yeah, yeah merchandise and everything today. I think I saw pop figures for them now. There are there's yeah pop yeah figures, yeah. Same yeah. House. Um, but yeah, it it was released. Uh, yeah, like we said, in May twenty seventh. Um, and it kind of had a new life when it was released on VHS in 2001. So there was a big break in between that the only way you could even watch this movie was on TV or cable up until 2001 um, or or pirated. So, um, but yeah, it got a brand new life and it was part of that when MGM came out with their home entertainment's um, Midnight Movies line uh, that came out in 2001. Uh, and then came out on Blu-ray in 2012. So one of the early Blu-rays to come out because it already had a huge following. Uh, so, um, and of course now I think uh, like two years ago, Arrow Films released a special edition of it that has like uh, interviews, documentaries, auditions, bloopers, deleted scenes, the whole nine yards. So um, yeah. And uh, this film 
is hilarious in my opinion so you got your clowns you know like that come down and they are they're trying to eat people but we've got our like uh our couples up out on the hill you know like making out and doing their thing and i just uh, want to go ahead and throw this out there but i hate the boyfriend the i hate the, him the, i hate yeah, like the, the main boyfriend. And then you got this like creepy love triangle. Between, yes, uh, I had her, that written down, love yeah, triangle. Her ex-boyfriend, who's a cop now, he's like a deputy yeah. or whatever. And I hate God, the, I, so dude, I swear to God, I detest. I have it written, I wrote it at least three or four times in my notes. <laughs> I detest the friggin' ice cream guys. Oh, well, we will talk about them because I'm going to give you a reason why you should like them. Well, it, it's going to have, I mean, do they have like really well, nice not, boobs or something? Not in this movie, but in real life, I'll tell you why. Um, but yeah, so you got, so the best part is the main character, the, the, the main boyfriend. His name is Mike, but his last name is Tobacco. Tobacco. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Mike Tobacco and then Debbie. Debbie Stone. Um, so she's stoned off the tobacco. Am I right? Um, but yeah, so uh, the my favorite part of the whole movie is the old farmer guy. Like, don't worry. he It's just eaten. So yeah, don't even worry about it. He's just eating the remains. It's fine. It's fine. You, Brad McQuarrie, you just, you stay focused on the prize. Hold on, you, wait, remains, remains of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Remains of the day. Whatever, whatever gets your sweet ass to sit there and talk about this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to talk sure. about this movie. We've been talking about the movie, Jesus. Well, you've been talking about the movie. <sighs> <laughs> so I want to talk. I want to talk about the farmer and his dog. That's why I think it's funny yes. that the dog started barking right as I was about to bring up the dog, because oh, this farmer is the and he, every movie this dude's ever been in, he is. This guy's been in more. This guy's been in other movies. Have you never seen this dude before? No, this is the first time you brought that up, thinking he's the greatest. Because I think the best actor in the whole movie ever written down, ever written down here, is the drugstore clerk. Oh, that drugstore clerk was amazing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, the the old dude and the dog. Like when he when I love that when he sees the shooting star. He his first instinct is they're gonna have corn dogs and peanuts for sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's so excited <laughs> about a circus, like like for not even a circus yet. He's just That's excited funny. that there's gonna be a meteor or a UFO crash, and he's gonna be able to sell shit. Like, that's what he's pumped about. Like, he's just like, we're going to make us some money. We're going to sell corn dogs and all sorts. And then he's like, I'm going to be able to eat this. Like, and it's bad. Tacos? That was something I, he brought up. Taco. I <laughs> thought he was just a very lonely farmer because he just seemed excited for human interaction. Well, let me tell oh you, this, God, dude, people. this dude's name is Royal Dano, which is like the Love best him. name ever. Yeah, he's yeah, in a hundred and ninety-five things on IMDb. Oh my god! And I remember him from a lot of stuff. He was his last movie was The Dark Half. He was in two episodes of Twin Peaks. He was in Space Invaders, a ton of westerns. He was in Ghoulies too. Oh, and my favorite that I know him from is my favorite horror comedy of all time, which is House Two. He plays Gramps. 
Oh, okay. House I, I haven't seen House 2. I've only seen the first one. Oh, House 2 is way better. Well, first one's more horror. Second one doesn't even try to be horror. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. So, it's so ridiculous. But he plays Gramps in that. He's in uh, some episodes of uh, Amazing Stories. He's in The Right Stuff. Something Wicked This Way Comes. I mean, he's in all sorts of stuff going back. Uh forever oh he's even in in search of historic jesus where he played prophet number one Ooh, prophet number one those are big shoes to fill oh uh, yeah yeah he was also in greatest heroes of the bible where he played gad not god but gad g-a-d, G-A-D. <laughs> <laughs> but almost everything that i've ever remembered him seeing is always very similar to his western roles well i don't know there bubba but yeah i can't can't pronounce that word never mind i love when he goes out there and finds that cgi tent the cgi tent (laughs) (laughs) then the cgi tent kidnaps his dog and man he's ready to fight that tent i know man i even i even wrote down not the dog i want to know take the old dude i don't care leave the dog see this they didn't show what happened to the dog did they no i think so I think he was kept as a pet. But yeah, so I, I, I love this. I love this. And and so to speak of what you were talking about earlier, Lance, was the, uh, what are they called? The Tarazzi brothers is what they call them in the movie. Yes. So I want to talk about the Tarazzi brothers real quick. So the so <laughs> it's already funny because these guys are ridiculous. I mean, and they're ugly as all get out just in normal life. Um, but they are this comic duo that like, rent an ice cream truck and show up at Makeout Mountain up there to like <laughs> and then like try to get like try to get laid by anybody that they possibly can. They're like, does she got any sisters or cousins or fat brothers? I mean it's like whatever. Like they're they're going out whatever. <laughs> somehow they more than anyone else that's showcased in this film become like companions on this journey. Yes. I, look, I, I would have rather have seen. I would have rather seen Mo- Mooney as the sidekick. Yeah, really. Yeah. I just love how they had like the two chicks in the back of the ice cream truck, and like you said, we could have as much ice cream as we wanted. Yeah, oh, I actually, I actually have written down. When I got this, I have it written down that says, um, "Joke doesn't age well." <laughs> Oh, there's there's a couple there's a couple yeah. of those which we run across that quite a bit reviewing old movies. Oh yeah. Um, but real quick sidebar, uh, there was a character in there named Bob McReed was Christopher Titus. Didn't even notice that. Um, I think he's the dude. That. I think he's the dude uh, that walks across the street and he has the beer. Oh. That's just what the, just the can says. Yes, it beer. just says beer. You're I love when they do that right. in movies, man. I love it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, back when they used to use those generic cans and gener- and it was just white <laughs> it with, like, It just black says logo. whatever it is on it. <laughs> Dude, that's one of my favorite, favorite things about um, Return of the uh, Killer Jedi. Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Return of the Killer Tomatoes, the second one with George Clooney, when they're like halfway, because they make fun of themselves through the whole thing, and they're like, "Yeah, well, we lost budget, so we no longer can have Pepsi and stuff." So everything after after the halfway point of that movie is all that generic cans and <laughs> <laughs> little things says cigarettes, yes. <laughs> car, <laughs> oh, gun. Shit. 
<laughs> right. But anyway, so the, the Terenzi brothers were played by Michael Siegel and Peter Lacasse. What's interesting about these guys is they, they were always a comedic duo that did things together. They were groundlings in the early 80s. Oh, really? With interesting. Cassandra oh. Peterson, Elvira, oh Pee Wee Herman, Phil oh. Hartman, all of them. And in fact, there is, and I don't even know if you've ever seen this or not, but there is... Um, the Groundlings during that time did a kind of like a, um, in 1984, they did a, uh, a sketch thing. And I think they, they sold it at the place. It didn't, it was just a VHS thing, the sketch comedy review. And so it's got Cassandra Peterson in it. It's got, um, it's got the Terenzi brothers in it. It's got a Pee Wee Herman thing. It also has scream queen of all scream queens. Oh my God, my brain just stopped. Brink Stevens, who's in a shit ton of 80s like horror movies where if there's someone who needs to take their shirt off, that's Brink Stevens. <laughs> you would recognize her. She was in um, Slumber Party Massacre. She was the main chick in Slumber really? Party Massacre. Yeah, Brink Stevens. I wonder where you so, can find this now. It's on How'd YouTube. You Oh, it's on YouTube? Oh, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but they do a ballet together on there. But, yeah, they were all in the same class together and uh, show at the Groundlings. So these guys are like best buds with Elvira and all that stuff. That's why I said you'll like them. And um, so they, they didn't do as much uh, movie stuff, but they definitely did a lot of stage stuff. And they were a part of like um, Pee Wee's like stage shows that he was doing and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely check it out. The uh, The thing is called Cheese Ball Presents is, is the name of it from the Groundlings. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, can, I can tell Brad's happy about it. Oh Brad's yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Phil Hartman's in this thing. It's ridiculous, dude. And there's a bazillion people that you'll recognize the Groundlings that made the Groundlings famous. They're all in here. That is so crazy. It, like when I hear about the Groundlings for some reason, just because I've only been an improv like four years or something like that. I didn't think Groundlings went back that far, but geez. How yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They, they were huge. I mean, they it's like, it's like when Second City got hot, especially when like SCTV and um, SNL got big, that's when like all these other places started opening up in the late 70s, early 80s. And the Groundlings <laughs> was out in LA because there was no improv out there. So it, they created their own thing out in LA. And so they got all these LA uh, folks out, out there. Chris, Chris uh, Jericho was so. actually a growling for a time. What? There's a ton yeah. of people you would find. Well, I mean, it's Ooh, like Chris. saying, but it's it's just like saying, oh, he was with Second City at this point because everybody and their mother takes a groundlings class if they live in L.A. You know, it's the same thing. If you're in Chicago, you're going to end up taking a Second City class. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of that same thing. But, but groundlings are awesome. I mean, they're in my top favorite. I like them second you know, to Second City and them, like they're they're amazing, and I, it's just good stuff. But yeah, so that's where the that's where these guys came from, and the directors already knew them from kind of other projects and different things like that, and connections and all that jazz. So they wanted them there, hopefully, as this comedic duo, which is what we got, which is what this all leads to, is what I was saying. <laughs> all of that was to say is that yes, they were ridiculous, but they're friends with Elvira. Okay, they've gone up a couple of notches in my book. Yep. And so how funny, it's like now I want to find the episode, I'm sure, 
where Elvira covers this movie to see if she talks about those two guys or not. Yeah, huh. So we'll have to look up to see if she if she ever covered this movie or not. We'll have to check it out sometime. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> so yeah, this movie's, this movie's ridiculous. I want to move forward. So like we said, they they capture people, they put them in cotton candy, and then they hang them in their ship um, and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, as a way, it like, I don't know what it does, but it like breaks down their enzymes so that they could drink the liquid kind of like in Dark Crystal. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's what I didn't get because I was watching um, something about it a little earlier, and uh, I was like, okay, that does it kind of make it this kind of cotton candy slush, or is there, I thought even maybe it was them drinking the blood. I thought it was blood as well. I thought yeah. it was the blood at first too, but the way the the cotton candy things are too small, I think it breaks them down, and I think it just turns it into like a like an essence so to speak uh yeah, you know okay. or, or, or you put it in the soylent. magic bullet it yeah. turns it into soylent it's soylent soylent pink soylent pink <laughs> yes soylent. that's a t-shirt soylent pink. put it on a t-shirt <laughs> yeah that is um but yeah so they decide that they're uh so of course like you know we got the old man and the dog are dead and you got the uh the youngsters trying to figure out what's going on and all this shit and uh, they're trying to convince people that these clowns are indeed killing people. And uh, we discover pretty early on, right, that if you bust their nose, the clown's nose, it'll kill them. It's about halfway through, I think. You yeah, think. I, yeah I, I, I seem to remember it being like Actually, farther in. in. Yeah, because it's after. I mean, I wrote the. I've always thought this, but I just went ahead and wrote it down. But. You know, yeah, this movie, it's goofy, and, you know, it's kind of a spoof, and it's campy, and blah, blah, blah. But the eeriest scene, what probably one of the eeriest scenes I've ever seen in any horror movie is the ventriloquist dummy scene. Oh, man. Oh, at the very end? Yeah. That's because afterwards, he ends up shooting the nose and, you know, he explodes. That that has to be one of the eeriest scenes Uh, the big giant uh marionette doll like is the one you're talking about right yeah so like not not that one you're talking about the end like the one that comes down on the strings is that the one you're talking about no he's talking about no i'm talking about oh you're talking about with with mooney with sheriff oh yeah you needed to clear that up yeah so <laughs> was my, I'm sorry, that was my fault. So yeah, after after Mooney got you got you got Deputy Dave and those guys trying to get more help, and Mooney wants nothing to do because he's one of those old dudes that just I hate kids. I mean, he's basically playing the <laughs> same role from Animal House, and uh, oh, yeah. God. and so yeah, the one clown kills him and then paints like blood, so he looks like a Charlie McCarthy doll. Yeah, yeah, right on his. Uh, his uh, chin there and stuff like that and then yeah it uses him as a puppet but can mimic his voice and it's super creepy but the creepiest part is when he pulls his hands out and you just hear it well his hands are covered in blood is yeah it? yeah it oh, just drops dude. what what does he say and he says something like don't be afraid all you want to do is kill but i mean he, he says it in this voice yeah just like this monotone Ooh, I don't know. All I know is that, like, it's great, though, when the clowns, like, take on the city. And here's my favorite part. Uh, well, I say this all the time, but it's like, here's a, here's another favorite moment, is that here's this, here's this alien species that just so happens to look like clowns and 
has clown features and and that somehow on the very edge of this very very small town is this giant theme park where they've parked their their tent but they're also the main hangout in ten in town is what isn't it called like Big Tent Burgers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, I just, <laughs> I like it that uh, the ice cream just so happens to be the uh, clown themed or whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's like. I mean, this is how you know the the directors. They were like, I, you know, we don't give a fuck. Like, they, oh, they, just, they were trying to make a B movie, and it's apparent. I mean, like, there, it's just ridiculous to have all of that, and I love it. I, I love that aspect. Well, and it's so, funny. You, it's funny you bring up the like the fast food place because I uh, actually noticed because with the scene the scene there where. The clowns trying to like you know come hither get the little girl outside and stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote. I was like, did it rip off this film? I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> it did. It came out before. It came out before. Now it didn't come out before the book. I don't believe. But no, not still. the book, but but definitely yeah. the miniseries. And I think the course, miniseries came out in '91. 90 or 91. Yeah. Yeah, and so this was came out two 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 three years early, depending when it was. But I mean, there there are. I mean, there there is a scene that is like almost in in the miniseries that is almost like verbatim that oh, yeah. that scene. Yeah. I mean, I I would not be surprised. I mean, like I said, this is what scared me. Not it. Now, granted, I didn't watch it till later, but um, this is what. Well, I guess you didn't me. really have any like killer, you know killer clown films no you know it's like the the closest thing i can think of would be and it's not even a clown but it's magic have you ever seen magic with um Uh, anthony hopkins yeah where he's got the charlie mccarthy doll and all that i mean that was freaky the only other thing i can think of was that first episode of are you afraid of the dark where it's got the clown um, that was definitely oh, yeah, scary, yeah. but this came out first. As far as I know, I, I and I know I'm not researching here, so I'm sure there were other killer Why clowns. The joke? Um, and I'm sure there was other stuff. Um, Brad, you're a clown and a joker. Thanks. <laughs> we're already going to kill him. Do you really got to? <laughs> you guys said if I watch the movie, I can leave. With I'm kindness. Oh, yes. Kill him with yes. kindness. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kill him with kindness. Um, but yeah, so like I love when the clowns go around the town and they've got their ray guns and they're just like just getting people left and right, wrapping them in cotton oh. candy. And oh, they bring in their like their car and they're, they essentially have a freaking parade. So yeah. Lance, yeah. Lance made a cameo in that. Did you guys see Lance's cameo? I did not. In the park in the gazebo with the puppet? Oh, oh no. The, Fuck. no, no, no. I even have, it's funny you bring that up, because I even have written down. Lance where is cameo. No, I'm better looking than that perv. I even have, where is it, where is it, where is it? Doppelganger. Guy watching puppet show looks pervy. Please kill him. <laughs> so what's that saying about you, buddy? I don't it's know because so I don't look like them. It's so funny because, like, I love that idea that that they have little Punch and Judy type puppets. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then, of course, it's extra funny when move. when Mooney like pulls the one clown's hand right off. Because <laughs> yeah. that's I, yeah. I even I, I even wrote down. I said uh, I enjoy this clown fucking around with this boomer. 
Yeah. <laughs> some some great though, some great great kills in this though. Oh, I mean, yeah. especially because the townspeople are like, hey there, clowns. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get killed. But what am I what am I like just just one of the oddest things was the popcorn. I want to talk about the popcorn. So they've got popcorn that are these like little creatures or eggs or larvae. I guess it would be larvae. I but, actually was thinking, I was like, are these kind of like clown xenomorphs? Yeah, something. You know I mean? But I would say that they're definitely larvae. But like, I love that, like the little clown's like walking by over my big tent burger and he's like, oh, look at that. There's a dumpster. I guess I'll put some popcorn in there because, yeah, people are going to be digging in a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> but then the guy does. He gets pulled right in. And he just heard something and like any kind of idiot in the 80s was like, I'm going to investigate this strange sound. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then you got old girl uh, when they when they got bigger and they were like snake creatures or whatever, looking like uh, the uh, the uh, the three demons that like uh, like told Freddy he could be Freddy. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when, when we get to that house scene, that house scene had my biggest laugh of the entire movie. Well, go for it, man. What, what? Oh, man. So when she's like running from all the clowns, she goes to go out the window, and those fucking clowns are there at that little trampoline. I, I died. That that did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't even a horror movie anymore. This is straight parody. This is only- again. Oh, yeah. it is. It, yeah. I'm, we're, a bit, we're big fans of black comedy is what they call it. The, you know, that, that dark humor, just horror comedy is so fun. And we that is addre- definitely, yeah. We haven't what? addressed, we haven't addressed though, like, just the, and I don't know. I will, I'll say in my opinion, but I have a feel, and this is universally, this is like, everybody thinks this the best scene kill whatever you want to call it in this whole film is the shadow puppet scene mm, mm-hmm. oh yes yes that that makes the really t-rex yes shadow puppet and eat oh. eats eats a person Oh my god. Oh man, it's just like all of cinema was leading up to this one moment. <laughs> and that's what it took for the fucking deputy to finally be like, yep, this must be. Yeah, yeah. Something's this going on this. here. Something strange going on. Whatchamajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajigabajig
Sam. It's okay. I found some loose, dark hairs-like substance just hanging around, mm-hmm. so I use yes. that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's victorious. Ooh, I thought you let her go. Uh, we okay. did. She, we gave God her a haircut. Her. Oh, God bless her soul. I see you guys. Yep. Oh, she didn't um, die. I just, I just hope God's yeah. looking at her. Yeah, but before uh, we start talking about the movie again, uh, don't you have some horror news? I do, and with that being said... This is the man with no name, Lance Wayne. Anchorman of the world, giving you the latest in horror news. First up, let me just say before I start this, before I start this little slice of news, let me just say it's about damn time. Yes, John Carpenter to to receive Fantasia Festival's Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, Wait, this hasn't happened? This is like George Romero not having a star on the Walk of Fame. What the hell? Don't get me started. But Montre- according to iHorror writer Waylon Jordan. I thought you were going to say Waylon Jennings. I thought you were going to say I was about to myself. <laughs> Montreal-based Fantasia International Film Festival has announced that it will present John Carpenter with a Lifetime Achievement Award during this year's virtual edition. Past recipients of the award have included John Landis. Don't Ooh. care about him. Oh, well, I love John Landis. I like his film. I don't like him as a person that's oh just, yeah 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 but thriller and american werewolf in london it's all you need yeah well and blues brothers he did that didn't he well yeah i'm, I'm just we only talk about horror on here right oh it also says this year's festivities will also include a tribute panel to Stuart gordon he directed uh reanimator oh Bird. yeah 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 but, uh, uh, Stuart Gordon, who sadly passed away this year. Panelists for the tribute include Gordon's frequent I hate collaborator. When people die. I hate when people die of natural causes, man. It's a, I, it's a yeah, weird. I'm not going down. What's that for him? That's a really weird way to word that. What do you mean, <laughs> natural causes? Just, You're saying unnatural's fine? Well, yeah, that's cool, man. You at least got a cool story to write. But, like, when you're just sleeping and you just go, Boring. All right, but uh, anyway, the fan. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to see when it ends. Uh, the film festival dedicated to screening the best in genre filmmaking will run its very first ever online edition in response to COVID nineteen concerns, like everything else going on. Hey, I like that because that means we can actually watch stuff. So yeah, that's true. Like uh, Comic Con this year, which I heard was kind of a bummer, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but it will be beginning August twentieth through September second, twenty. So yeah, good, good on you, John Carpenter. You deserve it. Now, way to go, baby boy. Way to go, baby boy, baby girl, baby, baby boy. This has been the man with no name, Lance Wayne, Anchorman of the world, with the latest in horror news. Yes, sir. Thank you, John Carpenter. We love you. We love the thing. We love congratulations. Uh, we love Halloween movies. We love uh, from New York. Escape New York. Uh, not from LA. We didn't like that one. Um, we also like your vampires movies. Those were good. Um, yes, you did very good. There is no category for horror movies in awards right now, right? 
not in so the main like drama awards. or something. Yeah, not like an Oscar or anything. Yeah, I mean like Saturn film uh, awards and stuff like that. There are so we need to change that. Sign the petition. Change it now. The John horror, horror has always been considered odd. That's why it's a huge big deal whenever a horror movie even gets mentioned, like Get Out. Yeah. Or Exorcist well, or Get Out like was that. nominated but, for drama. Yeah, it well, it got nominated for best picture, um, and that's really rare. It's really Silence of the Lambs won best picture. Yeah, it, so it's it's a really rare thing. I mean, it, but it they couldn't even. I was actually walking watching a documentary. I can't remember. May have been Eli Roth's History of Horror, but uh, they were such saying a good documentary. Oh, that is. It's really good. On Shutter, everybody, check it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, season two and on which uh, i want to say this as well he also does a podcast version of that and he interviews other people like stephen king and stuff like that it it gets even deeper in so. but they but they mentioned you know uh silence of the lambs winning best picture and they said that the oscars wouldn't even call it a horror film that it was they were they they wouldn't call it anything but a thriller yeah a thriller but yeah, I mean, most of the time, if horror even gets like picked up, it's either a musical score or uh, makeup and special effects. effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, but let's get back into talking about killer clowns from outer space. I want to jump back into this um, because we're getting, you know, we, I want to talk about the end of this movie here real quick. You know, we I know right before we left for the break, we talked about the dinosaur shadow puppet, which is funny because then, of course, we get into the carnival area where there's those dinosaurs everywhere, which is, you know, funny in itself. Yeah, that, see, when I saw that, that's when I really was like, yeah, these dudes did, these dudes did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, oh, it wasn't it? when sure. I saw that I was like, yeah, they they definitely had their hand in that. But yeah, you got your you got your wrecking crew. So you got you got uh, Deputy Dave, you got the main boyfriend Mike Tobacco, you got the Terenzi brothers trying to go after because uh, uh, the girl Debbie or whatever got kidnapped. Yeah, she's in a balloon. Yeah, yeah. she's in a balloon. I I don't know the difference between the balloon versus the cotton candy. Like why they're putting some in the balloon that. I think she was gonna. I think she was meant to be like the next uh, pod for the seed of the clowns in order to expand their race. Kind of like oh, that crossed my mind. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is the queen. You're smarter than you smell. What? Yeah, <laughs> much smarter than you smell. Um, but yeah, so they go in there. They go into the big uh, tent with obviously the. Um, the uh the the thingamahoochie the thing you know <laughs> the thingamahoochie thing no, exactly yeah. what you're talking about the uh, spacecraft which is the tent um but yeah they and they got to get there taking the ice cream truck and all kinds of stuff my one of my favorite lines is like they're like oh we gotta be careful it's a rental <laughs> yeah yeah answering I wonder how much of this I mean like how many of those lines were actually like improvised because like when you hear it you're like. I feel like they took liberties on like some of those lines. For sure. Oh, oh For yeah, sure. I guarantee it. Oh, and that one like uh, that one kill that turned them into it, it almost looked like cherry pie like filling or yeah, like, actually yeah and stuff. But then there's like body wrote parts down. sticking out. Actually wrote. Actually wrote down killer pies. Fucked up. <laughs> but, but what I want to talk about more than anything is the inside of the spacecraft, and this includes their little clown car as, as well. But is the spacecraft itself, this whole place <laughs> looks like if you turn off the lights, it's going to be black light glowing, and then there's going to be kids playing laser tag in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
That's also feel like, laser blade. It's like laser blade. Like any of these laser tag places all like have that neon, like sci-fi look, and that's. Like, <laughs> I can't that would be from- that would be that's, that'd be such a cool idea though because I've done, <laughs> I've read, I've actually you can watch uh, the walkthroughs on YouTube, but uh, at Universal uh, Halloween Horror Nights, I've had a scare zone and an actual haunt dedicated to uh killer clowns from outer space that would actually be like a really cool like something they could do where you could like go you go through and like you you know people come out jump out at you like dress like the clowns and you shoot them and stuff like and their sensor is only the nose like (laughs) headshots only Oh man, but yeah, so they they end up getting old girl out, which it, she's apparently oh, been in this balloon forever. But she's like, I couldn't breathe in there. I'm like, bitch, if you couldn't breathe, you'd be. She was dead. in there for 45 me. minutes. I've suffocated people before. I know exactly what it's like, what it looks like. So yeah, so uh, but they go in there and like the the we see the clown drink and he's got his little curly Q straw so cute. and all that stuff. And uh, but th- the coolest part for me was the big bad guy that comes down in a marionette the mecha clown zilla oh, yeah. no, let me like hey let me stop you right there let me stop stop you both right there well okay i wrote down this is a gem i don't even know if i should be giving it away on this podcast no give it away do it i wrote angry face clownzilla or <laughs> clown kong clownzilla Clownzilla. Definitely a Clownzilla. Which is interesting since we have Bradzilla on. Yeah. Are you guys related? Yeah, he's a relative of yours. Yeah, so uh, my lineage goes back pretty far. We uh, technically, our Earth species came from Scotland, but prior to that, we came from District 12 of Allion 3, which is where my 16th cousins reside. And that guy you saw at the end of the movie. That's actually my great 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 nephew. Oh, so you're kind of like you're you're kind of like one of a kind. Duh. It's it's a shame we have to kill you. What you guys said I could leave. I finished the movie. I am reviewing it. You said I can leave. It's in a contract. I signed it. You can never finish this movie. This is one of those movies that it doesn't end after you leave the theater. It gets it gets rewound, and then you watch it again. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. After watching this movie, so my two, my best friends, uh, Robbie and Brittany, are obsessed with this movie. Obsessed. It's a great movie. After I watched it, I have been hesitant to talk to either one of them because I know I'm gonna tell them something they don't want to hear. Well, yeah. here, here's the thing, Brad. I'm gonna tell you this. First of all, this is one of those movies that is a a cult film, and b. It, it is nostalgic. So I'm going to watch it again. Either you watched it, either you watched it when you were a kid, and so you have nostalgia for it, or you watched it, say, like during those college years, and you mm-hmm. watched it with a group of people, <laughs> and so it has that like that memory of like everybody making fun of it and having fun, and it's a thing. If it's something where you've watched on your own, like we made you do. A lot of times these movies aren't that great. Like The Baby, for example, like we did on the last episode. I feel like had we like, you know, like sat down with a big group of friends and watched it, it would have been absolutely hilarious. And we probably would have had a different response to it. I I don't (laughs) know. Maybe. When when I look at at the age of 30, you all forcibly making me watch this movie. I 
you know, I could find the comedy and the fun in it. Yes. But when this movie came out when I was negative one, I don't, I, I probably would have been scared. I didn't want, I didn't watch it till I was 20, like at least 24. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when I saw it, um, but I want to continue to talk about the uh, clownzilla um, because the cool thing about clownzilla, which again, this is like some, what, like three story creature, giant clown. Yeah alien thing it was actually it was played by one of the chioto brothers uh, charlie chioto um so that's pretty cool but yeah they they always called it clownzilla or the king clown um jojo at one point didn't they yeah and it's just the clownzilla or something yeah well it's just interesting that you know it's like i kind of feel like so uh, spoiler alert if you haven't watched the film your fault um that the deputy who like everyone else runs out um uh and the deputy like gets picked up by clownzilla and then just like takes his like badge off and pokes it with the sticky point into the nose <laughs> and i'm like clownzilla was there for all of five seconds did no um, damage yes. I, I hate to keep going back to this but i did right clownzilla death weak Weak. It was too. Yeah. I feel like the king, the king clown, wouldn't be put down that easy. Um, but this also reminds me because I'm thinking about like, oh, you know, well, dude and his girlfriend had to get out of here, and and Deputy Dave, the ex boyfriend, saves the day, right? But it, where's the Terenzi brothers, right? We forgot that they fell down <laughs> early, early in the spaceship scene. They fall down a trap into a ball pit. In which they see, I'm still not sure, because I swear it's just two of the clowns with wigs on. Because at one point, they, they're dressed as females and one of them's boobs blow up like yeah, balloons. Yeah, they start expanding. Which tells me that it's actually two of the like male clowns who have gone into drag to have sex with these two brothers. Which these two brothers are, like I said in the very beginning, they're like, we'll sleep with anybody. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> they, they end up sleeping with... Yeah, because they show up and they have like those fucking lipstick marks marks all, all yeah, over yeah, them. yeah, and essentially try to save the day. Um, but yeah, ridiculous. The Terenzi brothers. Um, but yeah, I guess like when Deputy Dave like kills the clown, it just it, you know the the rest is history. You know your your boy and your girl get out of there and all that stuff, and uh, you know the the tent takes off you know because everything was going bad so they didn't even really defeat them like the clowns were just like we'll be back essentially because yeah. there was a um, there was a second movie wasn't it but it was like returns 3d we'll, we'll talk oh, about no, that no 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 yeah we'll, t- we'll talk about it yeah. um but uh yeah so like that's the end of the movie they're like oh we're doing okay and then of course deputy dave and the terenzi brothers show up that they had gotten in the clown car and they were able to protect themselves um, because apparently in the first screening deputy dave does sacrifice himself and dies but the test audience said that they wanted a happier ending yeah they wanted a, a more upbeat ending which i, I did right freezer i did right dave and ice cream guys live bullshit <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, before we get into what Brad was talking about, um, so essentially that's our movie. Um, uh, but there, I want to talk about some facts about the film a little bit. Uh, so the so they had a close, what do we say, one point eight million dollar budget, 
most of that went into production costs, surprisingly, and that the clowns and visual effects were created mostly entirely by the Chiodo brothers at very little cost. So they barely spent any of their budget on the clown stuff, which to me was the most important part. But no, it went into production costs. So I think that's kind of cool. Well, and and the thing about it that's also crazy about it is they're good. The effects are pretty good in this movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, You know, even, you know, at some points, definitely the suits look super rubber. And then at other points, like, it doesn't. But uh, most of their charm. Yeah, exactly. Most of the practical effects back then were because it's either stop motion, puppetry, or a rubber suit, all representing a singular character, right? And so that was definitely happening. Well, I read um, that uh, Clownzilla was actually there uh, before they did the whole almost like you know a Godzilla film where they had the dude in the suit or whatever. That Clownzilla was supposed to be stop motion. Yeah, but they really? decided to do the clown in yeah. the suit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there are some very, very interesting similarities between this movie and the 1958 version of The Blob, which someone had pointed out. Uh, both of them have a first victim who is an old man living in a cabin that has a dog. Both movies, both movies have a good guy cop named Dave who does not believe the young people and a crabby older cop who seems to have a grudge against the young citizens. Oh, wow. (laughs) Nothing's original. Everything's stolen. Yep. And of course, uh, Brad, you already pointed this out that uh, Insane Clown Posse sampled dialogue from this film for the, for the song The Staleness on their 2002 Joker's Card album, The Rap Which is Shangri-La. A, a dope song. Yeah, sure. Uh, they're clowns and they're scary. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man yeah the so overall it looks like the body count for this is roughly around 40 it's hard to tell because I mean, they almost get an entire town though. yeah because yeah. It, i mean if you count everything that's like hanging in <laughs> in the spaceship it could be even more oh i'm yeah. sure somebody has you only witness maybe 10 yeah, yeah. So they have like a whole they, little montage where they're just taking out people. Right. And so that essentially that has led to the number of 40. So is this kind of where they got that. Um, so of course this film is considered a cult classic. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, gave it an average score of 78%, which is I, better I, than... I, my mind was blown by that. Yeah. That's... that's- because some of the movies dark. that we love, they're like, it's 38% or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the site's consensus reads that Killer Clowns from Outer Space promises darkly goofy fun, and more often than that, the movie delivers. So uh, definitely. And of course, Leonard Malton, <laughs> he doesn't like that, anything yeah. horror. Yeah, he declared the movie a 10th rate bomb. Well, then we went back and watched it again. It wasn't he a little bit more fair. Yeah, he said that um, in his second review, he said the movie was routinely plotted, but vividly designed with cheeky humor, and it plays its presence to the hilt. All circus bases touched. <laughs> oh, they, they but did all overall, the people you know love this film because they know what they were getting into. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like. You don't expect that. You know right away 
that this movie is not meant to be the exorcist <laughs> it is meant to be something ridiculous especially in the late 80s after you've already had things like critters and stuff like that come out it's like we, we're already in there um but to bring up what brad was talking about they have been talking about a sequel for ever uh in 2012 the chiodo brothers talked about that they even were talking about having it released in 2012 obviously that never happened but the premise here was great because you had grant kramer who i believe was the was mike tobacco yeah so he was mike tobacco so they they had him, and he was gonna be there. Uh, he was his character was gonna return as the town drunk that nobody believes. Yeah. So that apparently everyone came out of these cocoons and didn't remember anything. Um, his character would serve as a mentor to young street performers who have to fight the killer clowns when they return. So I would have watched the shit out of that. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's that's well, my bad, guys. I thought that already come out. When no, they that. have never made a sequel. It's never I, happened. I need a well, they, even, they even talked about making it into uh, like a mini series on Sci-Fi. Yeah, a mini series. Yeah, that. Well, that's what. So that's what happened. Is that? Um, yeah, they they and Brad, you're right. The original sequel title film was originally going to be called Return of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D, uh, and then they talked about a, a television series. They were even going to have John Massari back doing the synthesizer filled score. The whole nine yards around this time is when uh, Universal had their stuff with it with the. Um, the Halloween Horror Nights and all that stuff. And then in 2018, Sci-Fi uh, acquired the rights for Killer Clowns from Outer Space and the Critters franchise to produce new sequels. Now, we've already seen new sequels for Critters. The Critters TV show was fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, it's ridiculous black comedy uh, that came out like last year, I guess. Um, but uh, at that time, a year later is when Disney bought... 21st Century Fox, who owned all of that, and put the Knicks on a ton of horror projects. Um, 21st, that, 21st Century Fox had had a shit ton of horror projects that were getting ready to come out. Over 200 projects. Yeah, over 200, and Disney said, nope. That's crazy. Which to me is ridiculous that they would cut a very profitable wing of what they were getting, um, because Disney's always done a, a more adult stuff with like Touchstone Pictures and Buena Vista and things like that. So I'm not not sure why they were doing that, but yeah, that was it was it was this close. It was this close to getting a series or that sequel that we had been waiting for forever, and it never happened. Thanks, Disney. Well, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, I guess if it's not Star Wars or Marvel, it, it's just not going to happen. Wonder so. if a lot of the ideas from uh, the Killer Clown sequel got uh, kind of transitioned into the Mandalorian. <laughs> Mostly, yes. That yeah, Baby Yoda was originally a baby killer clown. Yeah, I mean, it was a baby killer clown, and that tobacco uh, dude was looking after him. Exactly, he's kind of like a bounty hunter. Um, but yeah, so that's basically what we got for uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Any last comments on it? 
I mean, honestly, I didn't know what to expect going in. The second the theme song hit, I was like, okay, quirky 80s movie. And I was not disappointed, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so what we like to do, Brad, is we like to rate each of these movies at a five-point scale um, oh. in terms of a horror movie. So uh, this definitely fits into the black comedy genre there, um, which is fun for me. It does everything that a cult horror film does. But on a legit horror scale, as an adult, it doesn't even try to scare me. Now, as a little kid, it scared me. But even the teeny boppers weren't getting scared. So on that, I, I have to say I'm going to give it a three, three stars, because at least it makes me laugh. Scared me when I was a kid, enough to traumatize me to have dad check every cotton candy for body parts. And uh, I love the makeup design. I love the music. Um, and I love 80s horror movies. So it 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 gets three stars from me. Well, I, I was just going to, honestly, I agree a lot with Stefan. It's, uh, it's three stars for me. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think horror, horror is like anything else. It's subjective. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, this movie may terrify my parents, you know, I, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I, it's a fun little romp. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't offend anybody. It's just a fun little corny movie. So yeah, three stars for me. Since I saw this at the age of 30 and I didn't see it when I was younger, uh, I'm going to have to go with a two star in terms of horror. Oh, wow. Because it, it was a fun movie, but it was more the clowns were creepy, but nothing ever skated into the scary portion for me so like if anything scared me i'd probably put it at a three but at if you're going on general like genuine horror movie i put it at a two but yeah. i did enjoy the movie and i'll watch it again yeah and i highly recommend people to watch this film with a group of friends get a couple shot glasses and you know do Dude, some shots or something i and watch this yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> get high and watch those. You don't have some rooms and watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so check out uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, Netflix has it as well. Netflix has oh. it as well. Yep, that's okay. right. Cool beans. Yeah, so check it out. It is a fun ride, like we said. Um, and uh, like, again, I, I recommend getting with a group of friends, even via zoom, just, you know, just share the screen and watch and have some fun. Um, but yeah, we should probably wrap some things up and, uh, but Brad, before you have to leave this world, do you have any plugs that you wanted to kind of plug world? I thought I was just leaving the, the studio. I was making a joke about killer clowns from outer space. Oh, okay. That makes much more sense. Yeah. Uh, so my wife and I have a YouTube channel called youtube.com slash we what what future widow what go on he said she's uh, little but she is very little yes mm -hmm. uh but what we do on that channel is we try things uh mainly foods right now but we are starting to drift into the science experiment area of the world uh so we try things and do things so you don't have to but if you feel so inclined go ahead and give it a shot yourself yeah, I highly recommend this channel, especially for my favorite episode, which is Hot Take. Um, I will, I, I watch Hot Take a lot, and I I recommend everyone to check out Hot Take. It which is one was Hot favorite. Take? Was that Hottest Vlog? Or yeah, Hottest Vlog. Hottest Sorry. Vlog. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
I was thinking hot of, take. Um, yeah, that's the chick. Well, that's the well. Lane. That's also hot takes is when they do the hot challenges as well. Yeah, but yeah. So hottest fun. vlog is when you do that ghost pepper do. I mean, it's the funniest. Mm -hmm. It's the funniest thing. I thought you were gonna die right there, and I thought, uh, man, we never get to do this. Yeah, in a future episode, um, I'm not gonna take on that pepper challenge, but Memnock will be. Oh, I'm not even gonna give away Memnock. I'm not even gonna. Memnock's give away Memnock. great. So, but uh, all right, uh, we are going to get out of here. Thank you again to uh, Fierce. We, you know, Fearscape Media Network. You know, go to check out all the shows there, fearscapemedia.com, and uh, check out. We've got uh, podcasts as well as YouTube shows and all that stuff. Check it out. But Brad, we're gonna get out of here. We go check over in the corner for a minute uh, while we wrap things up. Uh, yeah, that seems. Odd, but there's a I swear there's a chicken sandwich over there for you. Yeah, yeah, just just go, just just go. Oh my god, I've been lifting so much lately. As much protein as possible. I'll go check cool. it out. Okay. Right. No, closer to the kill zone, please. Why do you guys call it? The oh god, no. Ah. No. No. Ah. And with that, dear friends, we come to the end of another sizzling, sinister episode of Misters of the Dark. As always, thank you for listening, and thank you to Corey Adams and Ashley Jones-Adams for good new theme. And as for Brad McQuarrie, well, you could say we're bidding him a fondue. <laughs> Open up, Junior. Here comes the choo-choo from Uncle Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go, dear friends, let me leave you with this. <clears throat> A clown is never funny after midnight. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody.